This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Quincy with the Guardian Fancast and the Guardians Fancast is proud to welcome back Emily, who we interviewed for a fan interview a little while ago. Emily, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty great myself. Uh, we are recording this ahead of me going on vacation with my family to North Carolina. So when everybody else hears this, I'll be by the oceans. I'll be by the ocean, so sucks to be you guys. Ah, just kidding. But Emily, uh, here we are. It's a beautiful time to be in Ohio anyway. This is the time of year to be in Ohio. Tell me what you have thought as a season ticket holder and a devoted fan of the Guardians, what your thoughts are about the 2022 season since we last talked. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think this season has been really fun. Um, I've really had probably more fun with this group um in this team than I have in a while um I just think they're we have a really good group of guys they're obviously young um they're really exciting um there's you know there's been those times because they're such a young team and they're inconsistent um at times that I've been a little frustrated but I think for the most part this has been really fun to see the way that these guys have developed um especially Andres Jimenez he's incredible and I'm just not sure any of us were expecting um I mean I think the defense we knew was there but to see the way that his bat has come out and how clutch he's been has just been awesome um and yeah I don't know and like the way that Naylor gets so hyped up all the time and I love seeing him be successful just because of where he was a year ago like this is incredible that he's even on a field um so yeah I think for the most part I've just been really enjoying this season because I don't think any of us expected to be where we are right now especially in the division standings in August and almost September yeah hard to argue with any of that yeah I was thinking about Jimenez the other day because I certainly was on the side of everyone who was like hey this is this is a good player this is someone yeah I can point you to to my postseason hey looking ahead to next season blog where I had Jimenez uh, as our starting shortstop that's what I expected and obviously he's been second base either way you know that he'd be a starter and he'd be effective but to be the second best hitter in our lineup I definitely didn't expect that and uh, that's that's been a huge surprise so yeah that's a, that's a great thing to point out um, yeah and and you know Josh Naylor right now I know he's kind of been in a little bit of a down stretch for a month but got to kind of expect that having trying to play this whole season on one ankle that you know at some point you're probably going to need us to find that second wind and he seems like the kind of guy who probably can uh so what are, i know that you've gone to a lot of games this year what are some of the games that you've enjoyed the most being at this year um i was at uh the nailer walk-off against the twins um mm. when we had those it was like two walk-offs in a row or whatever i wasn't at the mm. one the next day with that andres hit out but but that was really fun because honestly that game against the twins I remember being like pretty sure that we were going to lose like we had it was one of those that we had kind of lost ourselves because of the way we were playing because we're so young um and then 
to see like all of the sudden we were chipping away and then all of a sudden we had a shot to win it in the ninth and for Josh to do that just and it was a game we kind of had to have at that point in the season it was really important um so that was really fun and then I was I don't even remember who the heck we were playing but it was last homestand um when we scored like seven runs in the eighth and it started with Luke going to first on a drop third strike that was you know it was all with two outs like that was incredible um I that was one of the more fun comebacks I've been to even though it wasn't a walk-off <laughs> just because of the way that like that inning developed like I remember I think my friend had picked Jose Ramirez and beat the streak that night and he was complaining because Jose didn't have a hit um and he was driving and he's not a Guardians fan so he was driving me nuts about it he was like your guy's gonna mess up my streak and blah 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 and then we went in the eighth um and I we went we started to go one two three the first two guys got out um but then um Luke got on on that drop third strike and I texted him and said well Jose will bat again like I knew the lineup was going to turn over so that at least in the ninth like he would get one more shot um and I I even added we still suck because we were not doing good but so we still suck but like your dude's gonna bat again and then it turned out that like we came all the way back and won that game so it was I don't know I just thought that that rally was incredibly fun because again it was like a game we had no business winning and we did all that with two outs and yeah. like a lot of team backup catchers would not even bother running to first when you're down by that much in the eighth on a drop third strike with two outs so the fact that he even did that and that then we started a whole rally after it was just incredible yeah that that truly was an incredible game uh, and uh, and a fun one to be at for sure. Yeah, that's great. And there's been so many kind of miraculous turnarounds this season. I know that at one point they were leading the league and uh, last at bat, like turning things around at the last at bat to win. Uh, so I, I'm sure that probably still is the case. Fun to see with a young team because a lot of times young teams can be it can be hard for young teams to hang with it when they're down late. And it can be like one of those, like, okay, I gotta, we gotta learn how to be persistent. So they've definitely picked up that mindset already. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with uh, Jose Ramirez and Ahmed Rosario and those guys that kind of lead the way on that. Uh, now, Emily, if you, if you haven't followed Emily, she's a great fixture of guardians, Twitter, uh, Emily sites, S E I T Z on Twitter is her handle. Uh, so you can find that. And um, then if you uh, are thinking about the season, now I know, Emily, that you have been a defender of Jake Bowers in the past. Um, and uh, as well, as, and we talked about that the last time. I've noticed recently that you have become a person standing in the corner of Mile Straw. And uh, repeatedly you have said, uh, in this house, we love and respect Mile Straw. So I'd like you to talk to us a little bit about why in our various houses, we should be uh, loving and respecting Miles Straw. All right. Well, I guess, first of all, I can't take credit for this one. Um, I'm pretty sure that my friend Jill started um, in this house. We love and respect Miles Straw. And when mm -hmm. she first started tweeting it, I'm pretty sure she was even using like the little emojis to make a little house um, or like the keyboard signs to make a little house um for on the tweets but I'm too lazy to do that so I don't do that but <laughs> um yeah I think I think Jill started it but it really was kind of 
like something that just happened as the season was going along. She it would tweeted, and I know um, my friend Betsy was as well, and a few other people, and I was, and a few other people started it, and it really has just become like a thing. Um, on the one hand, first of all, I will always love Miles's defense. I think he mm. is absolutely incredible out there. Um, he's you're not gonna find like a better center fielder than that. Um, I he's saved games for us just from his defense alone. Um, and it's really rare for him to either not be able to get to a ball or to like make a defensive mistake. I can't even remember when, like maybe one time he threw to third because he thought he could get a runner and like the guy, the guy on first ran to second and it took the double play away, like maybe once, like he hardly ever does something that he shouldn't in the field. Um, and I mean, obviously his offense has not maybe been where we've wanted it to be this year, but he's had times where like, he's shown the kind of hitter he can be. And I just keep feeling like he's gonna figure it out. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think he has to be hitting a little better than what he is now to make this be feasible. But a few times I thought that it might not be a bad idea to switch him and Ahmed in the lineup, um, just because like one of the things that we've that Ahmed does is grounds into a lot of double plays after Quan gets on base, which isn't like I also really like Ahmed. I think he's awesome. Um, and he's been his offense has been better than what we thought this season, too. Um, but I also know that like Ahmed could bunt and Miles can't. Um, and they both have kind of the same aspect of speed, but one miles hits the ball in the air a lot more. He's not as likely to ground into a double play. Um, and miles also doesn't strike out that much. Like, even though he's making outs, like he always seems to put the ball in place somehow. Um, yeah. so it just like that, like, is going to help you. Like when you have a guy who doesn't strike out much and like does put it in play, like he's also had some really bad luck as far as some of his hits, um, has, especially yeah. recently. Mm -hmm. um so I don't know and I mean again I think his average would have to be higher to actually consider switching them but when you think about like the type of hitter you want behind Quan and the type of guy you want in your nine hole who can maybe get a butt down if he has to and like Miles either needs to learn how to do that or like like it's just not something that he's real comfortable doing I don't think but yeah you know it is weird how he doesn't bunt it's he definitely seems like the kind of guy who would be able to like try to bunt for a hit Mm -hmm. uh, because I mean, obviously he's got tremendous speed. Um, so that's, yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, I can definitely respect a guy who, you know, looks at the world and says, I'm not going to bunt, I'm going to swing because the vast, vast majority of time, that's what you want. But, you know, especially if you could learn how to bunt for a hit, that would be helpful for him. And you mentioned that he's had some bad luck. And I, I think that is true. You know, if you look at like his expected WOBA, and his WOBA, so his weighted on base percent average is 241, and his expected weighted on base average is 272. His batting average and balls in play is 236. So he's not getting lucky, but obviously we can see he hits a lot of lazy fly balls to right. That's that's the problem. It just seems like every time he, he hits the ball, it's a lazy fly ball to right, or sometimes a grounder to short, and that's all that they're getting out of him. It, it's hard to figure out exactly what's going on. And that's always the case with any player when they kind of fall off the map like that. Um, I, and I, and I wonder, you know, I don't know if you saw the lineup for the day we're talking, it's uh, the first beginning of the series against Baltimore and they have uh, Will Benson in the lineup for straw. I don't know if, if they've gotten to the point where they're like, well, we just need to get him out of the lineup and work on things in the cages for a while because 
it just seems like it keeps snowballing on the poor guy. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts about how they're going to fix this? Yeah. I mean, I really, it's hard to say like what is going on because like, again, we can obviously see the kind of hitter he can be. He's had stretches this season, especially early in the season, but then like after his initial bad slump too, he came out of it and was one of the best hitters on the team for a, like a week and a half or so maybe. And it's just like, I like, he can definitely hit like hard line drives. He can definitely hit like doubles off the wall. He doesn't have any homers this year, which is honestly yeah. surprised. Like when I first saw this stat, I thought it was wrong. Cause I was like, didn't he put one out like once, but I mean, and he might not be like a real power guy anyway, but still like we've seen that he can definitely hit. And again, he puts the ball in play and like, that's gonna give you results usually in the end more than it doesn't. So it's just really surprising to me that he's struggling as much as he has at the plate. Um, And and I know they've tried to focus with like him getting more aggressive, um, but he also has a pretty good eye and you want him to walk because he can steal all the bases. Yeah, right. Right. A single like a a walk. Yeah, a walk with him is a double because he's pretty much gonna get on second no matter what. Yeah. And I I have a feeling that's partially why it's hard to get him to be aggressive. I I I, you know, from my inexpert opinion, just kind of watching and looking at the numbers, he's not pulling the ball as much, he's not hitting as as hard as he was at sometimes. So that would make me say, hey, yeah, you should probably maybe sacrifice a little bit of your chance to walk and try to be aggressive early in the count on strikes, you know, try to hit those strikes as hard as you can. And like you said, just, I don't know, just a couple weeks ago, and then even a couple games there, it seemed like that's what he was doing, but he just can't seem to sustain it. But I mean, you're right. He's an incredible defender. Anytime he's out there, you don't hardly even notice how good of a play he's making. I was watching a game the other day. I was rewatching, I think, the Mariners game that they won. And oh, I don't remember which game it was, but one of those early innings, he made an incredible play on a line drive to center field that I don't think any other center fielder in baseball would make that play. And he just made it look so easy that I don't think people even noticed that like he he's practically, I think he's got like some sort of like precognition abilities about where the ball's gonna go, uh, because he just never takes a bad jump. And that's why. You know, if people are out there and they're like, love and respect Miles Straw, he's just the worst hitter in baseball, which he's the worst qualified hitter in baseball. Why do they keep playing him all the time? It's because he is a demigod when it comes to defense. Like, you're not going to find a better center fielder. So if he's saving you two runs a game, you know, or a run and a half a game, you're going to continue to play him as much as you can because if he gets the bat at all figured out, that's a hugely valuable player. I don't know when you think of the style of play that we have um like that this particular group of guys on our team right now has like I think we value defense and doing those little things right almost more than maybe we would like super consistent um hitting like obviously we want guys to hit but like we don't have like I don't know we're not a team that can just like make up for defensive mistakes by hitting a bomb or whatever um and so I think having someone in there like straw who is gonna make not just your average plays but even like your above average plays in center and like you said like I don't know I think there are some like I used to I used to really like Drew Stubbs I don't know I might have a baseball type but like I think (laughs) what like 
he wasn't near as good the defender like he made a lot of good plays in the outfield but like he could make up for bad jumps with his speed and sometimes I think that's like what people just think that guys who are really fast can do in the outfield and like it helps but straw doesn't even like make a bad jump that he has to make up for with his speed like it's incredible what he does out there um and I think just with the style of, of the team that we have like I don't like I think it makes sense to keep putting him out in center um and just like hoping that his back can do maybe a little bit more like even if he was doing a little bit more than what he's doing now at the plate like I then you probably don't have anything to worry about because he's again he's saving you like two runs a game just from what he does out there and that's huge because if you have someone who's not making those plays um then again we're behind and we can't just make up a bunch of runs at once like some of the other or it's rare for us to do that, I guess, the way some <laughs> of the would, other teams are We built. do we do come from behind a good bit, but yeah, I mean we're a bunch of runs. It it definitely is not something as Tito will always say, it's not sustainable. All right. Well, who's somebody else that we should stand up for that we should be making sure that we uh uh remember their value? Anybody else come to mind for you? Well, I mean, I think a lot of us at the beginning of the season were ready to bash Ahmed. I don't think that's the case anymore, though. Um, We've really seen the value that he's had um, for this team, just um, with his ability to do what he's done. Um, His his bat has been consistent all year in a way that, like, um, we've really needed. And then his defense improved just way beyond what I expected. But again, I don't think he's necessarily, like, at the beginning of the season, season he was someone that a lot of us were like oh no not Ahmed we want to play our kids right but yeah. he's he's done he's done a lot more than what I think that we've expected him to do um yeah I don't know I think out of like the current starting lineup right now I think Straw's my little um guy who needs who needs the most love <laughs> out of everyone <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I was, I was prepared for you to try to convince me that I should continue to uh, love and respect Owen Miller in this house, but uh, I didn't hear that from you. Today. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm sort of over the Owen Miller experiment just as much as. Ah, this is what we've discovered on the podcast today that someone can exhaust the in- inexhaustible patience of Emily. It can happen. And uh, hey, but all due respect to Owen Miller, but yeah, yeah, we're in kind of a rough stretch with him. And that probably means that like today he's going to like hit a couple homers or something. Yeah, probably. Well, and he does like occasionally do that thing where all of a sudden he hits like eight doubles in a row. But I just, I don't, it's not like, I like Owen Miller. I'm sure he's a nice dude. Yeah. I I like all the guys on our team as far as that goes, but like his defense uh, again and again I think I'm always someone who values defense maybe more than offense it fits with how I like my own style of play I was never much of a hitter but I could run fast and I could catch um so I I have sympathy for those guys but like Owen can't even do that so yeah. I just like and I mean I don't know that foul ball into the netting like that was it would have been an above average play anyway that he dropped but like there have been some other plays where well, it's just like he's if we make an if we make an error, like it's more likely him than anyone else. And that well, the thing the thing that got me with that foul ball I dropped in the net was that it was right after he uh, threw the ball to second and then didn't get back to first, and then Savali dropped a double play ball because Savali shouldn't be playing first. When all Miller had to do was take two steps back and he could have covered first, but he was just like standing there 
And so that was the issue. You know, that was a hard play to make, but it was the second time in the inning where he had a chance to get his pitcher out of trouble and he couldn't pull it off. But yeah, he's at he's out of position at first. That's pretty obvious. And he's he's got to 600 plate appearances and hasn't really shown a lot. So it's definitely the point, but like you said, I, 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 he seems like a great guy. seems like he's a good clubhouse person. And he obviously, he doesn't, I don't even, you know, some guys, I feel like straw, you can see that straws wearing his struggles sometimes, whereas Miller doesn't really wear it as much. And I'm sure they appreciate that, that, you know, he just kind of shows up to play no matter what. So yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Great to catch back up with you. Hope you get to see another few fun games before the season's over. Uh, anything else you want to tell people about? Uh, I don't think so. I think no. that's that about covers it. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to consider checking out sheetsgiggles.com. Some really great bedding is available there. It's made sustainably. It's made with eucalyptus to help you sleep, help you get comfortable on your bed. I can't tell you how much my wife and I really have appreciated these sheets and how much we recommend that you check it out. Uh, If you're looking for something to give your significant other, they're hard to shop for, just buy them a little bit of a nicer quality of sheets and say, hey, this is something that's going to help us sleep, improve our quality of life. When you do that, when you check out the bedding available at SheetsGiggles.com, just remember to put in as your promo code GUARDIANS to save 15% and support the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, you can make sure that you like, subscribe, download, and rate. But one thing that you can really do to help out and make it so it's possible for me to continue to make these podcasts is go to SheetsGiggles.com, find yourself a good pair of bedding, enter the promo code GUARDIANS to save 15%. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.